Hello, everybody, and welcome to another VHIA podcast episode. I'm Brie Marinia, Senior Workplace Relations Consultant, and I'm here with Maddie Batchelor, Workplace Relations Consultant. Hi, Maddie. Hello. So, um, you know the drill. Um, as with all of our podcasts, we try and do a bit of a clue so you can guess the topic for today. Um, so we've got three images to run mm-hmm. through to try and prompt um, what the topic is. Um, so for the purposes of those who are listening rather than watching this podcast, can you please describe what the first image is? Yeah, so we've got a baby. Um, he's shaving his face. He's got quite a bit of shaving cream on his face, but it looks like he's doing a very good job. He's got some clean lines going on there. He does. That's our first image. Cute little baby too, actually. He's very cute. Um, and then the second image that you can see on screen. A little bit more fun. So this image here, people listening probably think that I'm lying. So we've got a baby that's hanging off a lawnmower. For dear life, he's got a good grip on the front of the lawnmower, on the back, sorry, of the lawnmower. Um, he's wearing a blue top. He's got quite a mischievous face. But again, yeah. a cute child. Very cute baby who appears to be mowing the lawn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third image is our last clue. Yep, got a baby here and he's wearing jeans and a white singlet. He's looking in under the sink. He's got a couple of tools next to him, which are probably almost as big as he is. Um, and he looks like he's fixing the plumbing. Yeah, there's a, it looks like a bit of a leak. There's water all over the floor. Yes. Um, yeah. So based on these three images, what do you think today's podcast topic I'm, is? I'm thinking kids, young, um, maybe the Fair Work Act has reduced the age um, that we can recruit because of a skill shortage, or am I in the right ballpark? Uh, kind of. Um, <laughs> it's got something to do with being Okay, maybe like young. early ages, maybe like implementation. Yeah, yeah, I think the third image is our best yeah. clue because this baby appears to be plumbing. Um, so based on... <laughs> Based on that, um, we're going to be talking about um, early implementation of the maintenance agreement. So, <laughs> very good. Um, so, so, over to you. Hi, everyone. Um, so, as we discussed, we're diving into the recent developments regarding the maintenance agreement, in particular, the early implementation of certain entitlements. Yeah, that's right. So this podcast is based on Bulletin 2965, uh, which has confirmed the progression of the proposed agreement to ballot. So the ballot for this agreement closes on the 12th of December, um, but the Department of Health has some key actions that they've authorised, and we're here today just to break it down for everybody. Absolutely. So in recognition of delays these employees have experienced because of protracted negotiations, The Department of Health has given the green light for early implementation of select entitlements, even before the Fair Work Commission approval. There are two main points that we want to focus on today. Yep, so as outlined in the bulletin, um, the first early implementation item is payment of the very first $2,000 lump sum payment, and that's outlined in subclause 23.5 of the proposed agreement. This 
payment only applies to full-time and part-time employees, so it's not payable to casuals. So the $2,000 is prorated for part-time employees. And when is this required to be paid? So this will take place once a successful ballot outcome is communicated to employers, but no later than the 25th of December 2023. So it's a bit of a holiday bonus for everyone. Nice. So the second point is about translating employees to the new classification structure and applying the first wage uplift um, from 1 September 2023. Yeah, that's correct. So Due to delays from bargaining, the Department of Health has authorised this translation to happen as soon as practicable after the successful ballot outcome is known, also with a deadline of no later than the 25th of December 2023. So this is a direct pay-code-to-pay-code translation that requires very minimal assessment. Employers will only have to consider a small number of criteria, like an employee's years of experience, their ability to work under limited supervision, um, or whether they hold a plumbing registration or, or an electrician's licence, so very basic. Yep. And once translated, existing employees are considered to satisfy the requirements of their new skill level, bringing stability and clarity to the workforce. Yeah, that's right. But it's also important to note that um, this translation doesn't grant authorisation for employees to perform work that requires certification or licence or registration unless that employee does hold the necessary credentials under the appropriate state legislation or regulation. So Bulletin 2966 contains a classification guide which provides detailed guidance on how this is to occur, including links to a pay code translation guide and template translation letter. And the successful ballot outcome will likely be communicated to employees on Wednesday the 13th of December, which is the day after the ballot closes and hopefully the day that we actually um, make an application to the Fair Work Commission. Um, but we recommend members do identify the eligible employees and set up their payroll systems to be able to make um, the lump sum payment and the first wage uplift as soon as practicable. Yeah. And let's not forget about processing back payment resulting from this translation. So members should expect this to occur by no later than January next year. Yeah, that's right. And also a reminder to um, those employers who pay above agreement rates of pay um, for these maintenance workers. The agreement does outline that a 3% uplift is required to be made on their contracted rate of pay. So even after they're translated and they're still paid um, above their translated rate, um, they'll still receive a pay increase. So we do recommend that you do the translation work just to ensure they are above the translated rate um, before you're applying that 3%. So next we'll provide a brief overview of the changes to the classification structure. Um, the structure has actually undergone a major overhaul thanks to an independent review led by ex-Fair Work Commissioner Julius Rowe, who's brought his expertise in industrial relations and the manufacturing award to the table. That's right. The changes address a long-standing issue where the existing structure didn't align with the skills-based approach taken by the modern awards that was established in the late 80s and 90s. The new structure, outlined in Appendix 4 of the agreement, comprises 10 levels. Yeah, and it's not just the new levels. Um, the structure now encourages career progression based on acquiring additional qualifications or demonstrating equivalent competency, um, which is a positive step towards recognising and rewarding skill development of maintenance employees. 
Absolutely. It's also encouraging to see a reduction in the number of pay points based on years of service. This aligns with modern industrial practices for these employees and also reduces payroll complexities. And let's not forget about the allowances, speaking of reducing payroll complexities. Um, so the previous agreement did incorporate uh, or did have various allowances that were separately um, payable and separately identified. So the new agreement now rolls these into the base rate of pay. Um, so that includes the tool allowance, the registration allowance, um, certificate allowances, disability, license, um, the enterprise flexibility payment has now been rolled in. Um, and the SIPs or SOAPs payments that were payable to um, engine drivers and metal industry employees. So there was a range of allowances applicable to different trade groups, um, but the only allowances left that are separately identifiable are leading hand allowances and the meal allowance. So nice and simple. Moving on to the classifications outlined in Appendix 4, we start at Level 1 with Trades Assistants. These are non-trade maintenance personnel or those assisting other trade personnel. Level 1.1 introduces an increment after three years of experience. Right, and as we move through the levels, then you move to level two, which is a senior trades assistant. Um, so in addition to meeting the requirements of a trades assistant just above, um, employees who perform duties as boiler attendants will automatically translate to that senior trades assistant level. And then we move to level three, which is your base trades. So this is all of your essentially qualified um, trades persons other than uh, mechanical trades, plumbers and electricians. So to be a level three base trade, you have a trade qualification or you have equivalent skills um, through working in accordance with the standards for that level. Um, and that's pinned to the manufacturing award, the joinery and building trades award and the plumbing award. Um, so this includes carpenters and joiners, painters, um, welders, fitters, boilermakers. And then level four is an industry skilled trades level. So that just recognise, uh, recognises working in a hospital environment. Um, so if you're a base trade, you've got your qualification and you've got at least a year of experience in hospital maintenance work and you can perform your tasks uh, with limited supervision, you'll move up to the level four. Uh, and then we've got a separate level, um, level 5M. So this is only for advanced mechanical tradespersons. Um, so if they meet the industry skills level, so level four, um, a mechanical tradesperson, um, including welder, fitter, boilermakers, um, who have obtained additional post-trade qualifications or a welding certificate equivalent, um, as defined for the C9 level in the Manufacturing and Associated Industries and Occupations Award, um, they can advance to level five. Yeah, and the classification system continues then with qualified registered licensed trade at level five in brackets L, registered slash licensed trade at level six in brackets L, special class trades at level six in brackets M, industry skilled registered slash licensed trades at level seven and so on until level 10 technicians. 
Yeah, so the rest of the structure basically is for your plumbers and electricians and mechanical trades, and it follows the same structure um, as before. So as they gain experience in the hospital sector um, or they obtain um, additional post-trade qualifications, then, then they can move through the structure. And level 10 um, is a technician. So somebody who's dual trade qualified um, or they meet um, the advanced uh, mechanical trades person or plumbers um, under the equivalent awards. Um, but equivalents can be achieved if they've got at least five years post-trade experience um, and is responsible for the performance of or coordination of maintenance work that involves multiple trades disciplines. Yeah, exactly. So it's a comprehensive system catering to various trade groups. And it's crucial to note that not all 10 levels apply to each group, as we've just touched on. So the classification titles in Appendix 4 provide clarity for each trade group. Yeah, that's right. So you can see from the levels, um, everyone is under the same um, grading structure but you can see that only your plumbing, mechanical and electrical trades have access to um, level four and beyond. So further information can be found in the draft classification guide, um, as we mentioned before, that was issued with bulletin 2966. Um, that also includes links to um, the salary circular and the general implementation guides. So you can start to get a feel for all of the changes that are coming under the agreement, not just the early implementation items. Um, but we will publish another podcast next year that will take an even deeper dive into the new classification structure and how employees can progress beyond the initial translation. Yep. Well, that wraps up our podcast on the early implementation materials with the Victorian Public Health Sector Maintenance Multi-Employer Agreement. Thank you, Bree, for your insight. Thank you, Maddie. It's been a pleasure. Um, and thank you to everyone for joining us. And remember, if you have any questions, please feel free to send um, an email to maintenanceeba at bhia.com.au um, or you can contact myself, Maddie or Daniel Pullen directly. So stay tuned for some more informative implementation podcast episodes. Bye, everyone. See ya. I'm a dog, 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 I'